welcome back to our podcast book market podcast hi uh we are available on apple apple spotify and spotify that's it for now yeah i was gonna say netflix and i was like that's wrong <laughs> we're not available there um but we, we could be if they gave I'm, us a show that's malia hi and i'm hannah hey hannah hi welcome um, to our show is that our theme song maybe we're working on it yep um how are you how are you doing i'm good how are how are you in your life i'm good you've got me sipping on this non-alcoholic wine it is de-alcoholized wine there's and i like that yeah uh it's just a new thing i'm trying because it's the middle of the day and i'm not trying to get fucked up and then like i like it but it's the to drive home it's the <laughs> drinking of uh you still feel like you're drinking something, like you're participating. Yeah. I feel like they've been all the rage lately. I, I keep getting, I'll probably get even more ads Every motherfucking famous person has a wine or a neurotropic drink. I'm like, okay, can we calm down yeah. on the endorsements, please? <clears throat> it's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Sparkly. It gives me the feeling like I'm still sipping on something. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, in the last episode, we did cover, we did a little book nook. I like that. We yeah. Did, we did that. Um, we'll be covering chapters 27 and 28 today. Yes, we will. Uh, Look at us. We're getting so organized. I know. God. Who just... Structure. We're thriving. <laughs> um, are there any other books you're reading right now? Oh, my God. We can't do book nook. So we're recording these two episodes back to back. Oh, well, I have we other books that. I've read, too. We can be transparent about that. We can. Oh, I've, I'm reading, um, in not the fiction world, I'm reading, a, uh, I guess you'd call it a real book. <laughs> Non-fiction? <laughs> um, I'm reading, it's called The Mountain Is You. Oh, it's a self-development book. Yeah. And technically, our boss did buy it for me, and now he's trying to take credit that he, like, whatever he tries to take credit for everything but it's like he thinks whatever i get out of this book is now gonna be like he gets to take credit for it and i'm like no he thinks that about our podcast and i'm like you haven't you don't even like reading so bad energy we don't need to bring that in here oh should we sage ourselves yeah so you can turns out you can do that too i'm gonna sage myself i'm metaphorically i'm just saging myself really quick you can do a little sand brush off thing too you can like brush the negativity off of you my yeah my my life coach said that Oh, I love that. I was like, oh, that's really smart, actually. It's yeah. like after you are around someone who's like either got a lot of intense energy, whether negative or positive or chaotic, like whatever. physically brushing. You, you like literally physically take like five minutes and you like brush it off intent, like with intent. Oh, that's some witchy shit, too. She's into it. And I'm, I like I'm there that. for it. Yeah. I love that, actually. So the mountain is you. Yeah. Are you the mountain yet? Um, We all are the mountain. Oh. It's about how, like, in life's challenges and stuff, a lot of times it's, it's less about the literal thing you're going through mm-hmm. and actually, like, the mountain that you're overcoming inside of you. <sighs> um, so, like, the mountain is you. It's, it's about self-sabotage and how more often than not in situations we get in our own way. Mm. Um, and as someone who's very, like, particular is the nice way to say it, controlling is the mean <laughs> way to say it. <laughs> Um, yeah. I am, I, I self-sabotage a lot Same. and a lot of it, Same. but then of course the first ep- uh, episode, the first chapter is, um, self-sabotage isn't real. Like 
like self-sabotage always comes from like some underlying thing and so it's like digging down to figure out uh, the root of the cause instead of just like we've talked about before I'm not sure if we've talked about it on here but how you can't just address the symptoms you have to address the actual problem yeah um so yeah I'm reading it it's oh my god hi Chester hey, my Chester. cat's just got his whole butthole in my face <laughs> yeah he does, it's, he's trying to sunbathe he's trying to find the he perfect can't. little ray of sun it's me he's coming to me he said oh my god there's my sunshine really dude Auntie. Auntie. Oh. <laughs> See? I am his sunshine. He wants to play with the paper. You're going to have to let him. Don't need my paper. Well, yeah. Okay, you can play with it. I don't need it until the next page. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I'm, I mean, I just started it. But it's good so far. It's like a little... It's a little read. It's nothing gotcha. crazy. Um, w- those books take me, obviously, a lot longer to read. Because I actually sit there and uh, sometimes I'll have to reread a page to, like, really internalize it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do highlight in them or write things down, yeah. but I like to almost read a chapter and sit with it for a minute so that I'm not just like speed reading through it. And then I'm like, oh, well, I read that book. It's like, okay, but did you actually like take anything away from it? And so it helps me to just read a little bit, yeah. internalize it for like a week, and then I'll come back to it and read more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the real book I've been reading. <laughs> It's good. I recommend it, I guess. I like that. I'm not all the way through, but... Yeah. What about you? Um, Well, I... So, in the nonfiction... Well, I guess it's not even nonfiction, technically. Um, I'm really into Greek mythology. Okay. I'm just into mythology as a whole. I have a book you might like then, Um, but I'll wait until you're done. Please tell me. Uh, No, well, this is kind of spurns from a few things... um, I just started watching The Sandman mm. on Netflix. On the plane, I was trying to figure out what you were watching. Yeah, The Sandman. I was just looking over your shoulder until I finally saw the intro. Yeah. <laughs> it's Neil Gaiman, and I love yeah. Neil Gaiman. He's one of my favorite writers. American Gods was probably one of, like, it was one of the best books I read as a teenager. Like, that's just really pulled me into the world of, like, how reality and, and uh, myth mythological things can Interact. intersect mm-hmm. in in modern times and I think that's why I really liked it and I really liked his depiction of of the gods and American gods mm-hmm. so I just love him as a writer and he's so emo were you a Percy Jackson fan no okay I know that's so weird right there's some things I'm like I don't understand why I like what I like but I just do um but yeah I know Neil Gaiman's one of them so I've actually been waiting for that show to come out for like the last two years because it's been in production for a while like I remember when they announced it was going to be a thing um but I never read this Ant man um but because it made me think about American Gods and they do talk a lot about it's like got some witchy vibes and they're talking about gods Mm -hmm. um Obviously, in that one, too, so it's other, again, mythological worlds crashing into modern-day reality. Um, so I started reading this, like, Greek mythology book that I got, but it's, like, kind of a shorter, a- not adaptations of the mythology. Like, it's the stories, but a shorter version of them. Yeah. So I started Like a back. Cliff Notes, but not that yeah, more intense. A, yeah, just a very, uh, just a shorter version so you can get yeah. all the... It's got, like... The important parts. Yeah, it's got, like, the, the trees where you can see all the people and how, you know, they switched from greek to roman and where that Mm -hmm. the similarities are so i really like that too the comparing so i really like when books do that they give you like here's what it was here's what it turned into here's how they all um, kind of connect 
um, and I told you about that sage incident the last time, mm-hmm. how somebody told me I was basically a witch. Um, that probably sort of spurned it too, mm-hmm. like me diving into that whole realm because I started looking up uh, how Christianity mm. fits into pagan mm-hmm. um, past pagan. Because obviously there's a lot of similarities mm-hmm. to the traditions. And I was like, well, that could have been one of two things. It's, it, it in all religions. There's, there's so many similarities, yeah. but that's like when the Romans were in such high power, mm-hmm. obviously taking over every culture, they realized you couldn't just like erase someone's faith. You had to encapsulate it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. So in, I think in an effort to do that and make it so they were okay with being taken over by this Roman empire, they adopted those religions mm-hmm. and they all sort of became this weird mesh of mm-hmm. whatever. And then, I don't like Christianity, but we don't have to get into that. I, I don't dis, I, I agree with all faiths. Honestly, I think there's good parts of all faiths. The base and I of think them all is great. Yeah. And I think that there's bad parts of all faith. Yeah. Um, and that's what I ended up arguing with that person about. I was like, yeah, it's, I hate what Christianity has become, especially in the U S it's, it's very frustrating. So interesting. It's so interesting. It, it's so, yeah. it just, it, I, cool. I spiraled into this other thing where I started comparing all these religions to the, yeah. the Greek mythology. And then obviously this all stemmed from me watching the Sandman and someone calling me a fucking witch <laughs> for burning plants. Jesus Christ. No yeah. offense, Lord. Um, I mean, does that mean you're a witch if you smoke weed? I don't know. I, I definitely oh, go to another world. that's rooted in religion, too. <laughs> I know it. It's, uh, it's all rooted in hobbits as well. Um, they get high. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, that's um, good. That's it's good. not really like, I don't, I don't know. Do you consider mythology nonfiction or fiction because I think it depends on the context in which it's written like is it written from an academic perspective yeah it's not like like it's probably nonfiction because it's exploring culture like in an academic way it's not like a story okay I like that I I just don't know because I'm like technically mythology like yeah it wasn't history yeah if you need another religion. religion book to get into i don't think you would like it but maybe someone will but it's the book called this i recommend it to people oh, all the time you've told me about this yeah uh, by <laughs> michael gunger but yep. that's another one that explores religion but that's more from a internal perspective not like about religion yeah um but the book i was gonna recommend to you about greek mythology yeah and i don't know if you'll like it because um where's my phone i have to i make a little mini Every time I finish a book in my notes, I write one sentence about how, like literally the moment I put the book down, I write one sentence about how I felt about the book. Oh, that's so good. So Wow, that's dedication. I'm yeah. just like, read that next. <laughs> um, the book is called Achilles, or The Song of Achilles, and it's by Madeline Miller. It's gotten quite a bit of traction this year, I think just because like someone recommended it on TikTok or something, and now, it, you know it's spiraled yeah but what i wrote is good quick read well written fast paced but predictable um granted i think i'm pretty good at predicting books just because of yeah. my background in producing and story writing so oh, like, i was like uh and reading comprehension books, well and like all the books <laughs> that i do read it's sort yeah. of it's rare that it's, something catches that's me. That's why I think I like Sarah J. Moss so much is because <sighs> she's caught me off guard more than once Absolutely. and i'm like oh shit yeah and then Didn't see that coming. Yeah. And it's like, normally I do see it coming. So it's refreshing when an author can surprise me. Not that I'm so gotcha. intellectual, but like you can see the plot line. Yeah. It's, um, it's easy to start to dissect once you know, but Achilles is like, it is a good, it's like really short to read. You can borrow my book if you want, but, um, I would want it back. Oh, okay. You know, I have a hard time letting go of things. Okay. 
<laughs> me too but <laughs> in a different way yeah um but yeah it's a good quick read but it centers around achilles like from greek mythology i like that yeah i will read it and it's a it's a gay lover story oh, yay i didn't know that going into it and i was like oh this is nice <laughs> i mean i I don't Yay. actively seek those out because no. it's just not what I'm into. But it was like, oh. I mean, I've been reading some smut books lately, and that's a yeah. They've incorporated everybody: lesbians, oh, gay yeah. men, yeah, um, stepbrothers. Oh, I mean, they're not technically, but kind of. I mean, you know, I'll get into all. You that, just kind of touch on all the fetishes. Yeah, but it's a it's a good one. It's about love. Relationships, whatever. It's about love. I like that. The book is well. I feel like that's a great book nook. Yeah, look at us. Three, two, go. Um, so yeah, I think, I mean, I'm ready to hop in. I don't have a ton of uh, yeah. stuff to talk about. We don't have to make each intro like 45 minutes. They don't want to hear about us. I think they do. I, I want to hear, hear about, about us. us. Ugh. God, we're so insane. We didn't even plan that. Obviously, we don't plan most of the things that we're doing. Hannah? I... I just need to stretch my... She's putting her feet directly on me intentionally. No, I need to stretch my leg for a second. <laughs> you are doing <laughs> that on purpose. It's, it's fine. Um, yeah, there's nothing I want to talk about. Uh, okay, let's get into it so then. So let's just go. This is annoying because if we always do two chapters, I'm always going to be starting. Well, we can, we've done three chapters. That's true. So I was like, I'm prepared to go through 30 if you I are. I can't. I'm, I'm not prepared. Well... Kick us off, chapter okay. 27. 27. If, that's uh, my age. That's how old I am. Hey, magic number. Are you a witch? Maybe. <laughs> uh, I guess it, I can say in the, the last chapter, if you didn't listen to all of it. Um, um, go back and listen. Go back and listen. But just to bring us up to speed, in 26, we met Rhysand. Um, we found out he was a hoe for some girl named Amarantha. Um Tamlin begged for uh, him not to tell Amarantha, Amarantha that about Pharaoh. That Pharaoh is there. Pharaoh gave him a fake name and said her. He said her name was Claire. Where are you from? Girl? I don't know. <laughs> uh, he said her name was. She said her name was Claire. They had that really um, intense yeah. interaction between all four of them: Lucian, Tamlin, Rhysand, and Feyre. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he said, "Okay, well, I'm going to tell Amaranth that y'all said hi." Yeah, I don't see know you later. Why. Bye. Bye. Till next time. <laughs> and Let me just disappear into the wind. Yeah, and so that's where he left. He left. Tamlin was on his knees begging, and everyone He's else the real hoe. was just kind of sitting around in shock. Yeah. And that brings us to where we are now. So I'm already cringing that I got this chapter. I love Because we've been building to this chapter for 240 pages. Thank God this snowball is finally going down the hill. This is the slingshot that I talked about in like episode one where we are coming around. This is like when it's starting to take off and has left the sling. We have left the sling. Um, In the aftermath. (laughs) I can't actually... Um, so Just yeah, read it. yeah. In the aftermath of Rhysand's visit, Tamlin goes on a Tamlin temper tantrum where he just destroys everything in true Tamlin, Tamlin fashion. How let's many call it a temper. Let's call it a temper Tamlin. Temper Tamlin. Um, he loves throwing fits and breaking shit. Mm. It's his favorite thing to do. Farah's like real freaked out. She's scared out of her mind. She won't even leave her goddamn room. 
She's like, I can't paint. I can't eat. I don't even know if there's a dining room left. Um, but that night, Tamlin sneaks into her room. He just, just quietly he just walks, walks in. in. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he basically goes to her room with the intention of telling her that he's decided to send her home. As in home home to the human world across the wall and she is not okay with that she's like this is my home now if I'm going back to the cottage then it's hell like um and Tamlin basically gives her no choice he's like I I'm in fucking charge here you're gonna do what I say and in in their farewell they decide to bang it out because why not they're gonna go all the way and he so went that's home, th- and she, she goes home, and he slid home, slid right in. <laughs> um, it's very. Uh, that's my synopsis. Oh, I love that. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know how much you want to talk about the the things, but it it really that's what this whole. I mean, there's some stuff I highlighted that. Uh, pertain to the book and things but most of this is literally what we've just been building to for 240 chapters yeah the, ten- the sexual the tension is now here yeah uh there explodes. there's a couple of things right at the beginning i did wait um i like that alice's um coping mechanism or coping it's chocolate it's molten chocolate every time yeah. and i'm just very that's why i'm like okay yeah. can i come yeah i would like a, a cup of cocoa i'm imagining it's hot chocolate right yeah but it, like but a like richer thicker, version thicker yeah if you've ever seen chocolat yeah um in my mind it's like the the one that they they pour where it's like very thick mm-hmm. and i want to i want to drink that like so, turkish coffee mm. turkish coffee is so good yeah but with chocolate yeah um we do the name of the book gets brought up in this chapter Because, of course, like in true Feyre fashion, Feyre fashion, Tamlin Mm -hmm. temper tantrum, I have so many alliterations. I love it. Um, She's insecure and is like trying to bring herself down with this negative Mm self-talk and, you you know, where you push people away to see if they'll actually want you. Yeah, it's super. Yeah, I know know that. I do. Do I do know that. You know how people do that? I do understand how they do that. Do you understand that on a personal level? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to stop doing it because I understand it's a toxic behavior. Um, It's because no one loved me as a child. Don't own toxic. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just say that. Well, that's how I feel and that was my perception. Okay, go back to little baby Malia inside you and tell her that she's loved. Oh my God, I have to do that in... um, Am I talking to baby Malia right now? She wears a pink... pink little terry cloth baby suit with a white whale on it am i talking to her right now uh is she here with us unclear is she here with she's us? she's here inside somewhere okay. probably playing on i love joint. you baby what Maria. are you talking about i love you, i don't baby understand because i'm only Malia. three. <laughs> oh my god Can i love you, you baby Malia. <laughs> thank you can you um someone did love you as a child it's just not when you were a ch- you loved you as a child we don't need to heal this wound right now. Let's not. <laughs> Let's not. Um, but she says. I'm going to do my stand up for you okay. later after we finish recording. I want you to hear it. I've okay. got a new segment. Okay. Guys, I'm going to start doing stand up. And I have no background in comedy. But just know. I'm sweating. Just thinking about how we're talking about this chapter. Okay. Well, it's. Anyways, let's sex go. Sex sweat. Go. <sighs> 
before we get to that point, um, he's like, basically, you got to go. Like, he's he's sending her away because he's scared of what's going to happen to her. Like, he doesn't want her to get hurt. So it, it's with the best intention in mind. It's so not, he is sending her away. Hmm. He's not trying to keep her there. It means she's not a prisoner. Sort of. I'm just saying. Where's my phone? It's right I here. I feel like it keeps vibrating. It says happy birthday. It doesn't. It says Haley Barker. I was like, it's not my birthday. <laughs> it's definitely not. Um. <laughs> um, but of course she's like, how long? A week? A month? A year? Not forever, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no, it's not forever. But basically, um, she's doing that thing where like she obviously feels rejected. And so she self-deprecates so that it makes the rejection easier to take always and she says i suppose it'll be easier if i'm gone who wants someone around who's so covered in thorns oh because you get like like spring court is covered in roses and it's like tamlin's roses from his parents she's the and she's the thorn in his side oh wow i'm just kidding um and then he's like, what thorns? And it doesn't, it kind of fizzles he's out like, from I'll there. I'll prune you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and then they basically get it on for the rest of the chapter. Yeah. Well, prior to that, I, w- I have one more thing after the, but ch- the I chocolate. But I just don't like some. Of- okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say it's, um, it is a flashback and it's a good tie into how Tamlin was when she first got there where he was highly emotive in a really negative way and he did have those moments where he was lashing out irrationally so like um when she's trying to think about like she's trying to wrap her head around all the things that just happened and tamlin leaves like he takes time to say hey you and uh you and lucian get out get out of the dining room you gotta go mm-hmm. so she goes to her room or whatever and she's like i, I could have st- like asked Lucian more I could have done more but I was a coward and I just went to my room um and then she says it was even more of an effort not to recall the roaring that rattled the chandelier or the cracking of shattering furniture that echoed through the house I didn't go to dinner so she didn't go to dinner and it's back to that like he's taken on this um um this abuser role again even though he's like that's how he emotes loudly but it, we all know out. right well we all know that um you hear it in a lot of psychology that you can tell if someone's going to become a violent person towards other people by how they handle these moments so like you could be in an abusive situation and they don't have to physically touch you it could be if they're punching walls throwing things mm-hmm. that's considered like essentially Red preliminary flag. preliminary abuse because like wait until they can't control their temper and or anger and they yeah, yeah and they go oh my god i'm so sorry i didn't mean it but then they do it again you know what yeah. i mean so it's like it's just it's a fine line of cool you told me to leave and i'm gonna break stuff and i get it everyone needs their rage room every now yeah. and then but you just destroyed your whole dining room and she's like literally trying to black it out yeah um but when you like someone you, you kind of let that glaze go. over the red yeah. flags but she he's she he lost has, all of her has, will to do anything. She eat. has put him so high on a pedestal and put herself so low. But it started out like it just came out of nowhere, though. It's it's sort of at 25. It felt like was when she did that, like, my high Lord, he's everything. This yeah. is the best. He's on his knees. But I think like 
I think she's always been put herself low. Yeah. Like her deprecating self-talk has been since the beginning. Yeah. Low. And so it's really easy for her to find the good in him and see how much better he is than her in her mind. Well, the minute she found out he was high lord, she yeah. felt because it's like, like almost oh, the savior mm. complex of like he's better than me, like yeah. he's gonna save me kind of thing. Um, and she's forgetting her own power that she has. Um, that like it's like there's these times where she become she makes herself really weak and small. And forgets, like, that, you know, she fucking hunted for her family and, like, provided for them for years. She did all the things. Yeah, so it's um, But just, she really discounts yeah. the effort that she put in. Yeah, but, like, she, I mean... Minimizes it. Obviously, like, it's a lot of reasons, but she has him on such a high pedestal, it's crazy. For I sure. I can't wait for it to get knocked down. <laughs> and it does, and it does. Um, and she goes and on And the to, way she does it is amazing. Mm, yes. Um, uh, I, but yeah, I do so also they, like that she goes on and she says, um, she, even though she didn't want to think about what had happened and she didn't want to think about Resand, but um, it's where she starts to realize, oh, under the mountain is a place, mm-hmm. and I might have to, I, I might be. She literally says, whatever it's called, yeah, uh, because that is the first time we've actually heard under the mountain. Mm-hmm. And, um, she is processing the fact that she just heard the name Amarantha and that it is, it's who the it the imperial she has been mm-hmm. the whole time and mm-hmm. so she's like finally really starting to put those things together yeah which is interesting that in that paragraph on 27 she says that where she's like kind of plugging these things in but later um like on almost on the next page it might be on 27 i lied it's like or sorry it's 244 245 where she's putting these things together tamlin sneaks into her room and then he's like haven't you been putting it together why you have to go like aren't she literally says aren't you reading between the lines is that what he says uh she's like i can't fucking read you dumbass (laughs) don't you know that she said let me help you he said no didn't you read between the lines today (laughs) she can't read that is a funny joke though (laughs) that's funny it is funny i don't know if it was intentional but uh, so I just there are some yes, that's how they, you would have reacted in that so you would have been like I can't read motherfucker don't you know that I would have I would have so uh, yes well uh, a lot of this uh, episode is banging uh, chapter it's it's sex chapter 27 mm. again that's the year that's the number <laughs> magic number um do we want to pick it apart uh no those were really just kind of my my main points um and yeah i think he asked or she asks when she's going to come back uh i thought that was really interesting he said it's not going to be for forever um they kiss i really didn't want to to read that i don't want to go through this we we won't but Um, now you know where it is yeah they they bang it out it's okay it's it's all around. I mean, when I first read it, I was like, oh, it's a good little scene. Yeah. It's um, fast. It, he says she's leaving in the morning. Like, yeah. she's leaving tomorrow. They're going to bang. And then he's like, well, you, you got to go. You have a long a long journey tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't sleep here um, after we did did sex. And she's like, uh, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. you're. I have to leave tomorrow? That's a little short notice. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's, it's where... 
we talked about him bowing it was like well, the cementation is, of her yeah affection. i brought it up i brought it up a little early prematurely in the mm. last chapter because that's when it actually happened but yeah yeah this is when she she reflects a little bit more and you can see that she sees what tamlin did as like a very heroic romantic mm. gesture towards her like bowing before resand for her sake um and she takes that as like a oh wow like he does like me and and all this stuff um but that's when i would say uh, you know would you rather someone bow for you or like fight for you fight, for you? Mm. fight every and time. i don't think while tamlin does have so much fight in him he does it's but like in a weird way well it's like he has this uncontrolled anger and it's misplaced because he doesn't know what to do with it and it's like he doesn't know how to fight so he just gets irrationally angry and lashes out yeah he, he doesn't know how to control himself yeah and so but it i mean at this point pharaoh like weird it's like wow that's such a nice thing for him to do um but then the main thing that really happens that's important is that tamlin says i love you I, that's he what whispers, I was going to segue to. Yeah, he whispers it um, like as she's falling asleep. He says, I love you, thorns and all. And he was gone when I awoke and I was certain I had dreamed it. Yeah. So she didn't even know if it was really real. Yeah. Which is a good segue to the next chapter. But which isn't it funny that we thought we were going to get through um, pages one through 248 in our first episode. Yeah, so is. we have these markers in our book from when we first planned out our episodes. Oh my God, that's true. And we thought, oh, we'll get through like literally the first 248 pages in chapter one. And we're already, what, chapter, this is episode 11? This is episode 11, yeah, episode yeah. 11. And so... Uh, the <laughs> only other thing I have in this chapter is that she's really it's where you see her really dive so deep into how she feels and she's very accepting of it she calls um, this whole place her um, her, her sanctuary yeah. and that you know his gold flecked eyes were her home like Gross. she is so invested in him which she needed to be yeah. and she needs to be for what comes next so um, I do think that that it this chapter ha- obviously had to happen. I we all appreciate the sex. Thank you for that, Sarah. <laughs> Show me what I'm missing, and also what men here can't do in reality. <laughs> Though, I will say one thing. Hmm. Um, pause. Just one sec. No, she even says when the command of the serial had become a blessing and Tamlin far, far more than a savior or friend. I mean, those words alone. Goddamn. Oh, yeah, they're intense. What I was thinking is not there, so you can cut that part out. Well, you can leave your part in, but yeah, what I was looking for doesn't exist. So. Oh, why not? It, it's from it a different chapter. Oh, I was like, it was not written? <laughs> well, um, that's kind of all I have on 27. Yeah. Uh, um, if you don't have any other things, I think her, him whispering I love you, but her not knowing if it was really real is a good segue to uh, moving on to chapter 28. Give us the rundown. All right. Like I said, I've been trying to keep these short and, uh, short and sweet. So chapter 28 kicks off... Um, Where does it kick off? Uh, sorry, I was reading a note that I made at the top of my paper about 
it has nothing to do with this. So uh, chapter 28 kicks off with her getting her shit packed up. She didn't pack it. Somebody else packed it for her. Um, so she's getting packed into her little carriage and being sent away. Mm-hmm. So she's sent back across the wall to the human realm to her home. Tamlin outright. So we heard in the last chapter where he she couldn't tell if he said I love you in a dream or not. He outright pro- like professes his love mm-hmm. for her as she's literally leaving. Like the carriage is pulling away. It's like seeing the train go out of the station and you're just like, oh, your hand is up and your little hanky's out. But you just stare and go. Mwah. Her tongue gets tied. She don't say mm-hmm. nothing back. She, mm-hmm. she just leaves in silence. Um, <laughs> but it, it made me say uh, it was a good tie back to, you know, chapter 26 when we learned that she was even more stubborn than he was. So she was just caught up in her own feelings and she returns home. She gets, you know, she blacks out because she's not allowed to see the direction she's going. Um, magic takes her and puts her back into the sleepy time, similar to mm-hmm. when she first came in. And she pulls up to her new house, which is a massive manor mm-hmm. uh, that's as big as his estate, if not bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just reintegrates into her family. That's my short version of what happens. I love that. That leaves so many open doors for us to walk through. Choose a door, any door. Um, would you like to go sequentially? <laughs> no. No, you can start wherever you want and start. Uh, um, go, go for it. Well, I think the first thing that we really talk about is in the goodbyes. I think we have to talk about Lucian's attitude. He is, he's got a tude. Um, he is very passive aggressive, if you will. Towards Tamlin and Farah. Towards both of them. Saying, um, I thought you were smarter than this. You're not even going to give her a few more days. Just a few before you send her back. Like, he's very much not happy that she's leaving and not like in a sappy I'm sad to see you go away yeah. it's like this anger that we don't again don't really understand Passive why verse. well I mean Alice d- sort of does a similar thing yeah. Alice is there and she's she's not quite as harsh as Lucian but she is like she's you short. know make the most of your freedom yep was all she said o- okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bye um, so I think that's good just to keep in your mind for later because we find out why that he's so short because if she could just put a little more puzzle pieces together she could stop a lot of things from happening uh but then we wouldn't have the rest of the book so yeah that would be sad she said she doesn't like goodbyes uh farah says i don't like goodbyes if i could i'd just walk out and not say anything yeah so well she sort of does not say anything yeah <laughs> Um, and then uh, the next part is the I love you thing. And so I have some thoughts around this. Yeah. Um, cause we know like, um, as they're like leaving Tamlin and Feyre have this exchange, like they kiss and he says, oh, sorry, I will I, see you again. Sorry, the thing that you said about Lucian, I just thought about something. What? Uh, cause you know, he was all, um, it's, it's one of those instances where you have two different perceptions of what's happening. And mm-hmm. in his mind, he's like, I thought you were smarter. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And in her mind, she's like, this isn't my fucking choice. I have to go. He's making me go. Yeah. So in her mind, it's like an attack for something that she can't yeah. control. But it's because she doesn't understand. It's because she, she has not read between the lines. Yeah. She did not put those pieces <laughs> together. Where is her little map with her X's and O's? I know. <laughs> um, no, that's, that's a good, that's a good perception thing. Um, but as they're leaving, like, he says, I love you. And 
she even says, I should say it. I should say those words, but they got stuck in my throat. And it's more than just being tongue tied. Um, so oh, my she goes into a spiral for sure. But I think this is also um, another piece of the pedestal puzzle. Alliteration again, Hannah? Watch out. <laughs> She's on fire. That girl is, is on fire. fire. Um, she says, like, the reason she justifies not saying it to him is because she doesn't want to become a burden to him. I would not become another weight pressing upon his shoulders. And it's because she sees him as like more valuable and higher than she is. Yeah. She sees herself behind him and not beside him. And so like can it just, just shows the imbalance paragraph? in that relationship. Yeah, it read. does. I mean, it's I mean, it's not even just that. That's the last line. Mm-hmm. Before that, she said, "I should say those words, but they got stuck in my throat because because of what he had to face, because he might not find me again despite his promise, because beneath it all, he was immortal and I would grow old and die, and maybe he meant it now and perhaps last night um, had been as altering for him as it had been for me, but I would not become a burden to him. I would not become another weight pressing upon his shoulders. Mm -hmm. Like that whole paragraph is everything about him. Yeah. And how it impacts him because she has him up here and she's down here that's why she she's placed him she's behind him not beside him whereas like in a good healthy relationship you're beside one another and like supporting one another versus like this is where what their relationship evolves into yeah you you can see it start here because she's placed him so high mm-hmm. and he's used to being the one to take care of her. I yeah. have to take care of the weak Feyre who yeah. thinks she's super insecure and not good enough. Well, and she is super insecure and yeah. she doesn't feel good enough. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like it, The evolution of their relationship makes sense because of the way it started and how she is now. Yeah. And it's like, because they've set this expectation that he's up here, she's down there, and he has to reach down and say, let me hold your hand, you weak little illiterate child. <laughs> yeah. And that that obviously is an exaggeration, but... It's good to think to point out that she's yeah. remained illiterate this whole time, and she's been here. All she's done is... The alliteration, got, the being illiterate comes up in, it in comes this up, chapter, too. Well, and it also comes up later on, and you'll, and you'll understand why I'm saying that yeah. so pointedly, this whole time he, she's been with him, he knows that she can't read. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, let me get you these paints. Let's just like hang out. Let's just do stuff. And it comes up later where there's other people who are like, bitch, you need to learn to read. Yeah. <laughs> well, he does kind of try to help her, but not in not in a real way. He just writes those poems yeah. with the words. But he, I don't think he really understands the gravity that she literally can't read. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, what chapter are we on again? Twenty. Uh, we are on twenty. Sorry, the wind eight. took all of my pages. 20. So yeah, I think I just wanted to point that out before we got back to the human realm. I feel like those two things, Lucian's attitude and then her reasoning behind why she won't say "I love you" are are important for the story. They're very important. She doesn't. She just doesn't say it back. She just looks straight ahead. She doesn't look back. She just goes, oh, mm-hmm. "Well, I love him inside," but 
it's just going to be bad for him. And yeah. who knows if it's really true. And I just got to go live my little human life. Yeah. And she gets back yes. to the estate and realizes, well, hot damn, they're not doing too bad. They are not doing bad. They got her sisters don't even recognize her, though. I think that's funny. It is. It's interesting considering it hasn't. It's been like three months. Yeah. Well, I think it's because like, you know how they said like she's been eating well and she has more like life in her skin. So like and she's in all these clothes like they just know Farah as like the girl in the dirty clothes that went out to hunt true that's uh i forgot about this it was probably not in this last shot it was probably like 26 maybe 27 shit i think it was in 26 um where she talks about uh she wasn't used to her body being a womanly body and she was just used to seeing muscle and bone and i honestly was like bitch i wish i could just see muscle and bone on my body you have curves you would be sad if your curves went away if they were muscle i would not be mad about that yeah, but I don't think she she was fucking malnourished. She said muscles and bones. Yeah, but she was still mal- you can be there's people who look like they have abs, but it's because they're malnourished and they well, they're just not eating enough I just food. Want the abs, okay. okay. You can um, have whatever you want. Thanks. You just got to do the work to get it. Oh my god. <laughs> um uh, but yeah, she gets home and I mean her vow is fulfilled right this whole vow that's been at the forefront of her mind she says such simple things relatives dying fortunes being left and paying respect to the dead and yet a weight i hadn't realized i'd still been carrying ease these were the only things that worried them now um because obviously she gets back and she realizes they are taken care of shout out to tamlin like he did their father's uh shipments that had gotten lost had been returned they have all this money now they're taken care of like it's all great and they are keeping up with the lie that she was at this mysterious aunt's house wait ripley ripley yeah aunt ripley aunt ripley's house who died and left her even more money so now they're all rich well i i do actually like that he made that separation because uh I don't know if it's in this chapter where she's like, this isn't your home anymore. Uh, Nesta says that to her. Um, I think it's the next one, but I'm not sure. Damn. Well, either way, it's like um, they have all this wealth and they accumulated it when she left. So it's like um, they could easily cut her out. I don't think they would be that dark as to, but like Tamlin sent her with her own funds so that she still had independence. Um, that That is briefly touched on in this chapter and then i think it gets into a larger conversation between her and nesta later mm-hmm. because at the end of the chapter which it's not a very long one it's not she says i wasn't certain whether i should be furious or relieved that they that they had gotten on so well without me and whether nesta was wondering the same and then that nesta and her do have a, a conversation about that yeah i think in the next couple chapters but the uh, her being not being able to read comes up on 253 did you notice that because they're talking about, oh, Elaine, Elaine's like, oh, you must not have gotten our letters. Oh, yeah. And sh- that's when Feyre realized how uh, unaware Elaine really is about, like, their situation. Because she goes, maybe she'd never actually known them that I wouldn't have been able to read them anyway. Yeah. Oh. But it's Damn, like, That's, again, back to dumb, pretty Elaine. I know. <sighs> she bitch. annoys me the whole fucking Truly. Series. I mean, she's nothing but sweet. But goddamn. She's dead weight. <laughs> she kill her she, off oh i mean if there was anyone to kill off it would be her but what does she 
Well, she's the catalyst for all of the things. But which she makes doesn't no even, sense. she doesn't know how to interpret them, which makes it. But it's not, a, it, she doesn't drive every, she doesn't drive herself. She drives the people around her of being so protective of her. And that I just don't comprehend. I'm like, but why? But why? Just because she's pretty and like nice. nice. Jesus Christ. If that's all you need, I really just. I got to work on some things, <laughs> mostly my personality. That's fine. Uh, yeah, in Nesta is really, we see Nesta again with her really distant, like standoffish, mm-hmm. whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, Farrah's um, trying to figure out, okay, I'm back. How do I fit into all this? Yeah, and Elaine's like, well, you've been gone for so long. We don't have a space set up for you, but come see the house. Like, Elaine's very, like, hospitable welcoming. and welcoming. But that's who she is, right? Yeah, like That is, she's just so nice and pretty. Yeah. She's um, a suburban mom. Yeah. But, and she's like, you know, we don't have a specific room, but you can sleep in, in any of them. Let's go. And Nessa's just like, mm-hmm, here you are. Yeah. Cool. But we actually do find out in the next yeah. chapter why. And it's really good. Yeah. Um. So this, this honestly chapter wasn't super intense for me personally, other than we do see a few things. Well, it's a little, it ends a little ominously. It does. This is when she's starting to realize um you know all she had wanted from the beginning is i just want to go home mm, and then and she didn't want to go home anymore what you wish for yeah um so she continues to reflect on what the serial said stay with the high lord um and she says and though i knew that the promise i had once made to my mother was fulfilled though i knew that i truly was free of it and that my family was forever cared for that growing lengthening shadow blanketed my heart and so like she still she feels sad and like she should be with tamlin and like it was wrong for her to leave i like that we highlighted the same page but in different ways what'd you highlight uh and no i i agree with you um it's where she she does say you know she realizes that she's she's being um taken away from her true home and she wants to like like the carriage that's brought her here, she wants to go back with it and it's going back mm-hmm. to her true home with Tamlin. Yeah. Um, so she's like really coming to terms with like, oh, Elaine's like, let's go in and see dad. He's going to see you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're probably going to get a ball because we do that now. We throw yeah. balls. Um, and she goes, I had to stay here. Um, it's wise to stay here because he sent me back here. But I couldn't fight the sensation like a darkening shadow within me that I made a very, very big mistake in leaving, no matter Tamlin's orders. Stay with the High Lord, the serial had said. It's only command. Yeah. And trust um, your instinct, though. Yeah, right? this is like when she's not she's, listening to her gut. Yeah, and she, that's how she survived for so long was trusting her gut, especially in the did. woods. Like you had to trust your instincts and like do what your body was saying was right. Yeah, and I she, mean everything that she's saying is like her professing herself, her love for Tamlin to herself, and it's her high lord, and he's everything, and mm-hmm. this is earth shattering. This is the happiest I've ever been. And, like, she's so okay recognizing it internally, but she won't say it out loud. Yeah. Um, and that... Well, isn't that sort it's of... It's part of the feeling. Like, yeah, but it's also, like, part of the fear, right? Because she's never been in a relationship like this. <laughs> Thank God. Or at all. <laughs> but, like, back in her village, like, she only had... What was it? Little boy Isaac. Isaac. Like, he's not a little boy, but... Rolling around the hay with him. But, like, she never had anything real. And so I think... Um, 
I think that it's also a fear of like rejection and like this is so new if I maybe if I don't say it out loud then it won't be taken away thank you yeah um like okay if I just let it be and I don't admit it to myself then they can't take this from me because I don't know does that make sense no I totally get it I'm how to put that into words I, I totally understand because I'm of the same cloth um, are you two sides of the same coin? I don't no, know I'm, why I'm, I said I'm cut that. Like. From the same fabric, <laughs> I went a different metaphor. I went okay. clothing. Okay. Um, no, I, I'm I'm very much like that. I think I struggle to say how I really feel outside. It is it's fear of losing it. Fear mm-hmm. of if you put it out into the world, that negative energy that's out there is like gonna come and get you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like only speaking positive things which then becomes that like toxic positivity mm-hmm. where you can't ever have bad thoughts but it's it's a difference between acknowledging a potential and going I feel this now and the negative potential is that it could go away but I'm going to appreciate and be grateful for what it is right now mm-hmm. um I think that's the big difference or distinction I've started to make in my life like just saying bad things isn't going to make them happen and manifestation doesn't happen just by like saying words that's called magic Mm -hmm. also that person who told me I was a fucking witch also believes in hyper manifestation if you just believe it and put in the universe it happens like that it's it's not magic that's not how that works I think we just need to stop talking to that person Uh, yeah well it's you know whatever just um, love them from afar and let them be who they are right and you be who you are it just seems it's it's just my point is, yeah. is that it's not just because you say, you know, whether she can or cannot express her emotions because of the fear, even if you were to say it and it goes away, that just because you don't say it doesn't mean it's not going to go away. Yeah, but she doesn't. Right. And she doesn't know that yeah. now, but it's it's just that bigger like, she also conceptual s- she's conversation. She just still sees herself as so weak and not deserving. Yeah. And, that's what's hard though is because like I get like the purpose of it in the book and the writing but at the same time it's like you've shown incredible feats of strength yeah and you've even acknowledged them to yourself like that you hunt that you took care of your family like that's such a pivotal part of her character is that she took care of her family for so long and it's like how do you not see that that makes you incredibly strong because she continues it's in chapter 29 so this will, well, I guess we'll just leave you on a little breadcrumb, but like she continues in chapter 29 of calling herself weak in comparison to Elaine. Which is just laughable because Elaine is literally like physically the- weak <laughs> and mentally weak and like just can't. I actually really like 29. You find out some really, yeah. really big things. Yeah. Uh and it's it, a good one. It's one where I personally, I didn't, I think I dislike Nesta so much because I think I might be like her more than I want to be. But like Feyre and Nesta are really like. They I are remember. very similar, yes. They just. She's just a lot more of a bitch. Yeah. I think Feyre is only kind of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that I want to be like Feyre. Yeah. Just kind of a bitch. You can be if you want to be. I do. You just have to take the actions to get there. No, I don't. I'm just doing okay. it naturally. Just manifest that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Oh, it just happens. Um, but no, she continues that, that negative thing. It's just interesting because she does it in um, in relation to, like, her and Elaine. Yes. And I'm like, girl, you, I can't wait for you to step into your power because once you do. Step into your power. But it's true. Like, yeah. whatever. We don't have to keep harping on it. Yeah, that's all right. That's, that's a good right. little. That's, that's a, yeah, what a shorty. Easter egg for next time, though. It is breadcrumbs. 
Um, so that was 27 and 28, episode 11 um, of A Quarter Thorn and Roses. Yeah. We were plowing along. There's actually not much more of this book left. This is like so much is about to happen at the end of this book. We're going to have a lot more to say, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's basically after, I think, chapter 30 is when it mm-hmm. all it all comes back. And it's just a maelstorm of yeah. of things that occur and happen and words. And it's a lot. Um, and then the book ends. So we're almost actually kind of done with season one. We probably have like maybe five episodes left. Five or six, probably. Probably. I don't know. I'm bad with math. Uh, well, I mean, if we're doing like a two per per episode, if we shifted to doing three, which we've done. Um, well, there's 46 chapters. Damn. We'll see. We'll see. We will, we will see. But... Um, a lot happens. It's going to be really good. So stay tuned. Uh, yeah. Don't know when those are going to be coming, but they will be coming <laughs> uh, before the Hulu show, probably, and before Crescent City Book 3 comes out, mm. which is supposed to come out in, I think, 2023. Yeah. She said it will probably take her more than a year. Has I was listening to an interview. Been a year yet? Or yeah, so um, hopefully. Wings and Ruin dropped at the beginning of this year. Of this year, because yeah. remember we both read it so fast. I was trying not to, I but know. it was just so um, good. I think it dropped around February, mm. and so she said that it'll that it took her a year to get this one out, um, and that it'll probably take a little longer than a year for the next one to come out. But she said it's almost completely written. Like when I had watched that interview, it was maybe springtime, mm. like of 2022, spring 2022, and she had said that. She had just sent the first draft back to her editor to read. Can I be your editor, please? I mean, uh, all right. Well, I just love. Uh, no. Stay this tuned. Isn't a City podcast. It's not. Well, I mean, we'll it could be. There. It could be episode or season three, eight, season two, seven. Oh yeah, I forgot we're doing each book as a season. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Wings and Ruin will be fast. It's a short one. Yeah, it's a short book. <laughs> Comparative to her normal books, it's so short. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right. Well, all right thanks cool. for listening. Yeah. Sorry. We <laughs> Find us on the internet. Um, Book Market Podcast. On our Instagram, bookmarketpodcast.com. If you want to go leave um, messages, kind messages only, I guess. Oh, yeah. Rate, review, subscribe. Those things are really important on Apple Podcasts, at least for metrics. So we appreciate anyone who takes the time to do that. Um, Tell all your friends. It means a lot. It does. And um, honestly, we just really love talking about books and specifically this series. Obviously, that's why we're covering it. Um, And we want you to love it, too, if you do love it. And if you don't love it, we just want to bring some comedy and life uh experiences to your ears because we're just essentially talking through them (laughs) with really no resolution or actual uh like knowledgeable ways to handle things i think we're pretty knowledgeable don't don't discount yourself oh my god okay all right right, well well, thanks thanks for for listening listening. god damn it you've got to stop doing that Bye. bye